Hello and welcome to episode nine of the podcast, where I'm going to be sharing with you some thoughts around the AI takeover and the links to the transhumanist agenda. So I'd like to share my thoughts around how it's already affecting our lives, how it's ramping up and the way I can see to move forward. So for me, there's been a real noticeable AI presence online in the past few months. And as time goes on more and more so, and I really believe that it's going to skyrocket over the coming months and years. And of course, as we all surely know, this is part of the wider transhumanist agenda to further disconnect the humans of this world from themselves and to merge them more and more with the artificial and make us less and less human. Because after all, this is ultimately a spiritual war with an anti-human agenda. And this isn't a new thing. So it's been slowly happening inch by inch for many years. Uh, it's a very gradual approach, a little bit like two weeks to flatten the curve. I think we all remember that, don't we, from a whole three years ago, well, over three years now. And in that three years, we've seen the global agendas being implemented more and more, but one little step at a time. And each step seemed so small that most didn't see it as a big deal. And so they complied and then they got used to it. And then the next little step comes in and so on and so on. And I really think if you told most people three years ago, look, in you know, three years, this is what will have happened in the world, you would never have believed it. But when it's baby steps, slow, gradual behavior modification, the majority of people do succumb to some degree. The term slowly, slowly catchy monkey springs to mind. And this is really how it works and it's how the AI and transhumanist agenda is also playing out, which is of course interconnected with all the other agendas. Now, I think in the past three years, we've seen most people, certainly I can say this applies to myself, using social media and the internet in general more than ever before. We were sucked in because there was so much happening we were sucked into the online life. And I can honestly say in the last three years, I spent more time on social media than in the previous 10 years or however long there has been social media. So I think that was really the case for most people. And it now seems that the majority are severely addicted to the online world. Although at the same time, there are many like myself who are choosing to distance themselves more from that world and from social media in particular. I think it's quite rare to find anyone these days who is not consenting in some way by engaging. And it's also true that the internet and social media is not all bad. Like most things, I think it's nuanced. And essentially to me, what matters most is how much we're using it and in what ways are we using and engaging with it. 
And whilst I'm not on social media anymore, which I'm incredibly happy about, I do use the internet and tech quite a lot to host and share my work and sometimes to access the content and work of others. And this is a choice that I consciously make. I believe in using it to your advantage. And I'm very conscious of how I'm using it. So for example, I, I choose not to use filters for videos. I'm no longer using social media. I make sure that the time I spend online is on things which are in service to my greatest good and my ability to serve others and therefore for the good of the collective. And I think that in terms of the disconnection element, so you know, just being disconnected from our, our kind of real selves, from our human selves, from our spiritual selves, however we want to, um, to phrase it, I think that a large proportion of society is already very disconnected. And with AI, I see that happening more and more. It is essentially a disconnection tool, a disconnection from, the, from our sort of truest, deepest self. And as I mentioned earlier, we're seeing AI infiltrate the online landscape more and more. And we're seeing lots of AI driven tools that are, you know, coming out and people are starting to use them. And I'd like to just share some examples of this with you. So first thing is we have um, bots, AI bots on social media. So you can't always tell who's a real person and who's not. Um, I find it quite comical though, to think that there are actually people getting upset by and arguing with AI online, not realizing that it's AI. Um, I do like to try and see the humor in it, but you really can't tell, you know, necessarily who is actually a person and who's not. And I think that that's going to become more and more sophisticated and more difficult to tell as time goes on. Um, there are also many accounts now on, for example, Instagram, which are actually AI generated characters. And some of them have very high follower accounts. So imagine being a follower of an AI generated entity that has its own account. And I just, I just find it so, so bizarre. I can't even um, imagine following something like that. But it is, it's happening, cropping up more and more. We also have increasing filters and face altering technology that turns you into a more so-called perfect looking version of yourself. And the problem with this is that not only is it inauthentic, which actually harms us on a kind of deep soul level, but we also get used to it. And I'm suspecting that demand for things like plastic surgery is going to increase over time because people will be trying to look more like their perfected AI versions or like the versions of others. Because what happens on social media in particular is we compare our real selves with these increasingly filtered images of others. And then we start modifying our own images because we're looking at that as kind of the norm and we have to keep up. 
until it becomes the, the new normal, so to speak. And again, it's a very gradual thing. You know, we started with very basic filters and they're getting more and more and more sophisticated. And, you know, often if you look online, you look on Instagram, especially the women, they're all starting to look exactly the same. It's kind of like the Kardashian effect. And um, it, it's just slowly getting more and more modified. And then, you know, we can also use AI to actually generate images. Um, you know, we saw the Lensa, I think it's an, an app called Lensa to create these AI, AI art versions of yourself. And, you know, some people will say, oh, it's harmless. It's just art, but it's just another step. And I think it's just important that we realize this. It's all part of the behavior modification. And also we get rewarded for it. So any AI generated, AI influenced content is being pushed up in the algorithms. And this is one of the real downfalls of social media is that it is a behavior modification technique. The algorithms will push up the kind of content or the kind, you know, the kinds of, um, you know, AI content or the um, subject matter or whatever of what they want to engineer people to do more of. And so even if you don't think you're being manipulated by social media, to some degree, you actually are. And I think it's very important to bring awareness to this. Um, I also have seen AI tools available for creating things like courses and workshops. And so you can just type a few things in, like you wanna do a course on um, boundaries, for example. Um, you can just type a few things in and it will just generate a whole course for you or generate all of the content. And so this is going to make it super easy for people that are not particularly creative or not wanting to exert themselves and put effort in to use these tools. We also have deep fakes. So people can literally take your videos and audio now and create a fake realistic looking video or audio of you saying or doing anything. And this is already happening to others. I saw a case recently of someone who had um, had their voice sample taken from a video or an audio that they podcast or something that they did. And they then create someone created a fake video. Yes, yeah, so it was from a video. Someone actually created a fake video of this person where it kind of looks like them and sounds like them, but it's not them. And so that is actually pretty concerning because I think it's going to get to the point where we just don't know what is real. And also we expose ourselves to having that happen to us. There's also AI porn, AI friends, AI girlfriends, AI boyfriends, um, you know, and, and this is kind of, again, playing on people's um, need for connection 
playing on insecurities and all sorts of all sorts of things. And we even have, and I, I honestly thought this was, I, I thought this was just joke, but it's not. There's now AI spiritual gurus. One example is askeckhart.com. And the slogan is, discover your true self, have life-changing conversations with an AI-powered spiritual guide. Honestly, I thought it was a Babylon Bee piece, but it's not, it's actually real. Um, so that's wild. I just, I, that was really mind blowing to me. Um, you've also got AI that can write blog posts for you, um, that can generate any kind of content for you. Um, and in terms of the algorithms and search engine optimization, the AI is being prioritized there too. So on things like Google, it pushes content creators to use AI to create. Again, it's behavior modification. It is rewarding the use of AI. And if, if like most people, you want your content to be seen and to be popular, it will push you to use AI. And so there is a big element of really having to be very conscious of this and consciously choose whether we are going to engage in that or not. I am certainly not, but it's everyone's choice. We all do what we feel is, is right for us. Um, but yeah, I, one of my friends actually writes, um, does copywriting and article writing and things and is very talented at it. And they were let go of their position because the um, content was just being completely down, downplayed on the algorithms. And now the company is using more AI to generate content just so that it can be seen. So it's really destroying the originality and the creativity and pushing people into that behavior modification um, process. Uh, there's even a local workshop where I live <laughs> which was advertised in a so-called conscious group. And I think it was called Beat the Algorithms with AI. And again, it just goes to show it doesn't matter whether you call yourself conscious or think you're conscious, um, you are still a human. And so you are subject to human mind control and human behavior. And so that was really interesting to me. Um, there's also the ability to create products. You can literally type stuff into an AI program and create like, um, for example, cosmetic products and things like that. It will do the formulations for you. It will do the mark. It will do the, um, the marketing for you, like create marketing campaigns. It's honestly, it's wild. And I've just seen this like kind of burst onto the scene just in the last, in the last few months. Um, and I think AI is just generally corrupting editing and really rewriting the web. And I think the internet is going to increasingly cease to be a source of anything really reliably um, true or balanced. And increasingly, the analog world is going to be the repository of knowledge and real information. 
And as time goes on, the line between real and fake is just getting thinner and thinner. And so we have and will continue to see this emotional control, mind control and behavior modification through social media and particularly it's the punishment and reward that I have already spoken of. It plays to our wounding. It plays to our egos. Um, there's subliminal messaging. We've even got thing, uh, things like, I think it's called, I could be wrong, but I think it's called optogenetics, where it's like different light frequencies and things can actually you know, control our mood and our mind. Um, so you wouldn't even notice that was happening to you. It's completely um, you know, subliminal and um, into the subconscious. And we've even got things like the uh, something I heard about recently called the TikTok tick, which is a lot of people who are using um, TikTok, particularly, I think it's young women in particular, are developing these ticks. And it's the same across the world. So it isn't just general ticks, it's the same phrases, the same jerky movements or whatever it is that they have that they have as their tick. There are people who are noticing that there is a consistency um, across all different, you know, different countries and and things. And so there's definitely something going on there. And I think Many people are getting pulled into all of this. And even if we consider ourselves to be awake in the sense that we know about the lies and the agendas, which I call the outer awakening, we can still get pulled into it. Because regardless of whether you know what Klaus and Co are up to, human behavior is human behavior. And most of us have unhealed trauma. We have our coping mechanisms. We have unhealthy egos. We're not loving and valuing ourselves. And many of us are desperate for attention or we want quick fixes or we want the easiest path or we want to stand out or we want, you know, to be, to feel important or whatever it might be. We all experience this stuff to some degree. And so this is why I think awareness is very key. It's really important to bring awareness to our behaviors, to how we're using the internet how we're using social media. And I just want to share a quote from Laura Matsu. Um, Laura is actually one of the people, I think she's amazing. Um, she's actually one of the people that I'm going to be uh, in conversation with for my video conversation series, Inspired. That's going to be exclusive to my mailing list. So if you do want to receive those video conversations, then do be sure to jump on my mailing list. I'll put the link for that in the show notes, or you can just go to laurajanebolton.com. But this is what she says. The coldness, the detachment, the disassociation of the Aquarius archetype without the heart of Leo, the polarity point of Aquarius, Will indeed cause us all. Will indeed cause us all sorts of issues as we head into Pluto in Aquarius on March twenty third. So that's just just past. 
When you're stuck in the head and disconnected from the heart, using AI instead of being authentically creative yourself will be very appealing. I'm already seeing Twitter and Instagram accounts using AI to write their content. We are about to enter a reality where we won't know what's real and what isn't. Most people already mistake what happens on the internet for real life. But even though it affects real life, we need to remember that it isn't and take steps to plug our consciousness back into the relationships around us rather than having it always plugged into the screen. The more we allow technology to control us, the more of a risk the AI transhumanist agenda will be. People who are genuinely creative and create from the soul are about to become the rarest commodity. In a world full of NPC type players and AI bots, those who can genuinely communicate from their hearts and human spirit will shine brighter than ever. It's just so true. And as I sort of came across that, I just thought, yeah, this is precisely what I've been saying. Um, and this is what I'm, I'm feeling. So there's also um, a quote by her partner, Bernhard Gunther, that I'd like to share. And he says, AI technology can easily start to use you and program you without you even being aware of it, especially when it begins to distort the way you see yourself and others, tagging into your trauma, your lower nature desires, vanities and insecurities. As Lisa Renee outlined, there are many occult hidden aspects of AI to consider in light of the bigger picture and the soul harvesting agenda. In, in fact, unhealed trauma is the easiest entry point for the AI transhumanism takeover because a state of disassociation and disembodiment can make it easier to dislodge the soul from the body and prepare the human body to become an incarnational vessel for occult entities and hyper-dimensional forces to take over. The war is through us. And I really feel this is true, and you know, particularly the part about the um, being disembodied and having this um, unhealed trauma in our bodies, in our subconscious, that is really how all of these things get to us and that is why healing our trauma and reprogramming ourselves in a more healthy way is a fundamental piece of the work that I do and this is really how we can much better protect ourselves and really connect with our true self and step into our full power. So I was recently talking about all of this new AI, all these tools and all of the you know stuff that's happening around AI with a friend. And I just want to share what he said. This sort of thing is going to raise confusion and schizo behavior to an all time high. It's literally a virtual tower of Babel. Sanity lies in being able to tune out and unplug. Exposure equals infection of the mind and therefore the spirit. There's your virology. Many people intentionally or unintentionally will diverge more and more from reality and as a result, truth. 
it's fascinating and horrifying at the same time. The diverging trajectories are going to be increasingly apparent, at least to those of us who remain moored in the real. And it's going to progress at an amazing pace. Multiply this by the zombified actions and state of mind that we keep observing. There is so little mental and spiritual resistance to this that it's going to be very easy for people in general to be completely overwhelmed and overtaken by it. It is crazy how humans have willingly given themselves over to living a simulated life, even just through social media and video games, let alone what the future will look like. It's a testament to how unhappy, unfulfilled and meaningless most people's lives are that they would opt to basically live like a sim. So yeah, we're very on the same page <laughs> with, uh, with regards to, to all of that. But here's the kicker, right? So as much as we may not like the way things are headed, we can't actually stop it. So what can we do? Well, in terms of the two trajectories that I've mentioned and um, my friend had mentioned, I really believe there will be a portion of society that continues to value and seek the real and will seek that more and more. And I think that there are two trajectories. It's, a, it's like a splitting, uh, a bifurcation. And it includes people who consider themselves to be awake. I think there are those who are getting more and more sucked into social media and AI and the online world and being more disconnected from themselves. And there are others who are literally going the other way, becoming more deeply human and creating more pro-human solutions and love-aligned ways of living. And, you know, the people, they, <laughs> whoever they are, um, who are, you know, pushing these global agendas, they want you online. They want you addicted. They want you using the tools. They want you emotional and reactive and the rebellious part of me says, don't let them have their way. And so for me, the sane way forward is to minimize exposure to the online world, be very discerning um, and mindful in terms of how you use it and be very, very careful with social media. I think to be honest, if you, if you are not using social media to actually serve others in a powerful, meaningful way, um, or to, you know, e express yourself. If you're just using it, for example, just to consume and you're not, you know, you're not kind of creating from, from the heart, then I really don't know why you're using it. It is a complete and utter waste of time and energy. If you're using it for, um, you know, you're using it from a very heart-centered place and you are very mindful um, and you're keeping your use to a minimum, then that's totally cool. Just be aware because um, it's very easy to get sucked in and I've experienced that myself. And I think we just need to focus on really getting back to realness 
getting back to authenticity, getting back to our humanness and avoid losing ourselves in the tech and being taken over by AI. So the approach that I'm using is to first, um, you know, just be aware of all of this stuff, like all of the stuff that I've shared today and make conscious choices. The second is to just be more real, to hold onto and cultivate our creativity, our authenticity and originality, to be more joyful, to create beautiful things, to have meaningful human connections and relationships, to live naturally, to really do our inner healing and reconnecting and reconditioning work and cultivate a deeper connection to all parts of our humanness and to the divine. So not trying to escape off into the 5D realm and deny everything that makes us human, in other words. It's really to live from the heart and soul. And I feel this is more important than ever. For me, this is the counter revolution, the real enlightenment.